0: Bah, humbug kids. You're listening to a couple of annoyed grunt boys, and this is the 138th Simpsons Podcast.
1: Jazz it around the Christmas tree, it's a Skit-Skan
0: holiday. That's right, we're the Simpsons Podcast that discusses the beloved animated sitcom The Simpsons, but from seasons 11 and beyond at random. But when there's a new season... We review those instead. Why do we do it this way? Well, like I said, we were cursed by the wheel of random. The wheel gathered enough intel and decreed that there's plenty of podcasts out there that have discussed the glorious age, that being seasons one through 10. So it shows us at random, and I say us because I don't do this alone. I'm annoyed grunt boy, Craig, and with me is the other annoyed grunt boy, Steve. Hey, Craig. Hey, Steve. It's the end of the holidays. Yeah. We got all of our presents hung with care. Mm -hmm. And our stockings have been wrapped and our chimney has been on fire to burn a man who comes down those things.
2: I always burn a man who comes down on things.
0: (laughs) It's the uh, holiday blues, right? It's that week after Christmas, before New Year's. It's like New Year's Eve or like New Year's, not New Year's Eve, but like New Year's Day is like, you know, some people like also do like a big dinner that day. But it's like, why? It's like, we did this a week ago. Do we really have to do another family gathering? Like, was New Year's Day ever a uh, thing for your family? Like they had like a New Year's Day goose or something.
2: In our family, we had a tradition that is, I think, more popular in the South. We did a thing called uh, Hoppin' John. Which is like uh basically uh black eyed peas in, in and ham hock type thing. It's like a slow cook thing. You cook it all day and then you just have it whenever. And the idea is that if you get like there's some sort of luck thing where if you get like a bad black eyed pea or something, it's supposed to mean money in the new year. But it was like a really low key thing because my parents were usually either tired or hungover or whatever. And like Christmas <laughs> was done. Yeah. So. Yeah, we didn't do much. It was just basically just sitting around doing nothing. And it wasn't really a holiday. Did you have any like big New Year's Day traditions?
0: Yeah, I don't think we did. I think that was kind of also like second Christmas too. Like you catching up with like other relatives you didn't True, see the holidays. Yeah. So it'd be like, oh, let's do that. Because you'd always have New Year's Day off whenever it was or the day after. But uh, yeah, not a lot of traditions. I, I'm excited to get this year over with Steve. I think 2023, although... You know, when this episode drops, we're only a few more days until the new year. But mm-hmm. next week's episode will all be all about 2023. That's going to be the year of the Annoyed Grunt Boys, right?
2: It's going to be our year. We're going to make it big. We're going to get huge. We're going to, I mean, we're going to get famous. We're already kind of huge. Yeah, yeah.
0: We're going to be huge uh, uh, physically speaking.
2: Yeah.
0: It's all to you listeners. That's right. We're going to make you do the work. Yeah, tell so- a friend about this podcast and uh, tell an enemy, tell a coworker, tell your doctor, tell your uh, TV providers about us. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Ask your doctor if uh, the annoyed grunt boys are right for you. Possible yeah. side effects include boredom.
0: <laughs> and <that's> diarrhea,
2: Erectile right. <laughs> dysfunction. And, and a yeah. loss
0: of taste. <laughs> <sighs> uh, but you know what we haven't lost a taste for, Steve? What's that? Booze.
2: Oh, boy. I mean, it's time for our favorite segment, the Simpsons Booze Corner. i been drinking bourbon whiskey, scotch and gin. So this episode is all about Gil, who's kind of a lovable loser. And when I think about losers that people tend to love, I got to think of those old bears from Chicago, the Cubs. Oh, boy. And if we're going to Chicago... It's well known that there's another Chicago icon known as Jepson's Malort. And this is a much maligned liquor that people either love or hate, mostly love. And it, their, their slogan is it's not a drink for most people, but we're not most people. And so it's a wormwood based digestive. It's about 35% alcohol. And it's uh, thought of as, as being a rite of passage for or a hangover cure and other people just hate it and it's uh, known for those who are two-fisted drinkers so a lot of times you'll have this with a uh, a beer and this will be like the you'll chase it with this and so the bottle reads has the aroma and full-bodied flavor of an unusual botanical its bitter taste is savored by two-fisted drinkers so this is a liqueur i believe it's made from rye or caraway seeds it's kind of got a golden amber color kind of like that of a whiskey i'm going to drink it straight Ooh. <laughs> it smells. That's it. It smells. It smells. No, um, it it smells like rubbing alcohol with like, like a hint almost. of like uh <laughs> bread, like like a Ooh. rye bread. I'm it's interested. Yeah, and the wormwood if it's wormwood base it could make you go insane, so that's fun.
0: Oh. 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 Oh, it's
2: magic. <laughs> you know? Even if you believe it's not so. Oh, it's got a kick to it. It's not horrible though. It's very warming. It has a very unusual taste. It's not super bitter. It's just kind of sits on your tongue and just kind of mm. like imagine if you ate like an everything bagel with cream cheese and then took a shot of whiskey like <laughs> immediately after. Like you hadn't even finished chewing. Like you still had some bagel in your mouth.
0: Well, we're going to have to try that.
2: And then you just down to a shot of like a bourbon. That's kind of what it tastes like, but hmm. in a good way. I think I like Jepson's Malort. That Carly Ray is on to something.
0: <laughs> well, call her an alcoholic now.
2: Maybe I will. Okay. What do you got for us, Craig?
0: You know, as uh, many grown alcoholics do, they get uh, little booze bottles in their uh, stockings, right? Mm-hmm. This has nothing Christmas related. I just there's always little bottles of booze in my uh, uh, socks. Yeah. <laughs> So I got a bunch of these flavored whiskeys from Scatterbrain maybe throughout the year we will be coming to these shots here. So I'm just doing a shot, shot, shot. shot, shot um shot. the one I chose that related to this episode, it's a dark chocolate banana whiskey. This episode is oh. uh it takes it's all over the place, right? There's so many holidays going on. So I figured this was a Scatterbrain too, like there's dark chocolate banana whiskey brains, you know. <laughs> sure. Um it's got a little picture of a of a an ape on it or gorilla. And uh, it says, you know, this is bananas. Oh, uh, yeah, it's very nice. strong. Well, it's a very strong smell. I can really smell the banana. Hmm. Some of these, like, flavored whiskeys can just be, like, too sweet. Yeah. that That's very that's very sweet. Yeah. I need to cut this with something. I almost wouldn't mind it in, in like, a coffee. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're going to cut it, I guess you would use, like, soda water, right? Yeah. I mean, you could also, like, to me, mm-hmm. that would be good in ice cream. <laughs> I was gonna say ice cream or maybe like a nice dark stout. Oh, that's
2: a good move. We're I like talking
0: that. You, we're talking about double fisting this, but almost a Irish car vomit. Is that what you yeah. call? Yeah. Is that insensitive now to say that drink?
2: Uh, I mean it's not inaccurate. <laughs>
0: hey there was a patrick's day in this episode right yeah that's true and of course stereotype irish things mm-hmm.
2: oh. that sounds interesting like i could see it working either really well or being very sweet um and...
0: yeah i think the banana you definitely get the banana that's good uh i need some water real quick <laughs> you get the banana 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 <laughs> do, do 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 banana <laughs> do 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 bananas <laughs> winston tifani taught me how to spell uh but i think you get the the hint of the dark chocolate at the end so that's like kind of the aftertaste yeah yeah i don't know what to to mix this with i mean you could drink it straight i don't know why you would because it's more of a whiskey liqueur i think is that what these are yeah probably Woo! all right steve Ooh. let me clear my head up here uh yeah let's just, let's just get in that way back machine and uh watch an episode of the simpsons how about that
2: all righty
0: all right, Steve, let's let's go back to the date of December 17th, which is, of course, the only day we record podcasts, mm-hmm. but all the way back to the year 2006. Steve, what were you doing just December 17th, 2006? I
2: was pretty sure I was at the box office watching a movie.
0: Oh, I don't think you were. I think we were living together. Oh
2: no, Yeah, we were probably living together.
0: Watching this probably, episode.
2: Yeah, probably watching this episode, drinking uh drinking a beer.
0: Were we drinking a beer or were we just at our bar? Could have been at our bar, like maybe having a cocktail. yeah vodka soda for me well probably for both of us we were both vodka sodas those times true early days of drinking the least wonderful thing you can get yeah (laughs) um we should have been at the box office steve right that's right what should we have been watching instead
2: well the number one movie in the box office was the pursuit of happiness
0: you don't have to slap me twice to go see that movie. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I mean, I that's, do. Know what that uh, yeah, that's a Will Smith. Uh, is that and the, the movie? Is that the one with the Karate Kid? I do believe. Yes. I mean the the not the next Karate Kid, but the new Karate Kid, but not the old Karate Kid, and not Cobra Kai Karate Kids. <laughs> right uh so did you ever see the pursuit of happiness
2: i did not um is this the one where he's like a homeless violin man
0: I thought, or is I that know. a different movie i never saw it so i don't know Pursuit of happiness i think there's a time will smith you know it's he brought in you know he's got this kid in there jade and of course a karate kid mm-hmm. and i think this was like his beginnings of chase that uh that gold right that oscar
2: yeah who would think that years later the oscars would be what he's most known for <laughs>
0: yeah And never to return. (laughs) You know, there's going to be like uh, in 20 years, the Oscars are going to have he's going to have his triumphant return. Oh, yeah. And it's only because Chris Rock died. (laughs) (laughs) And he's going to have a tribute thing to Chris Rock. Uh, Why did Chris Rock die 20 years from now? What happened? Oh, no. Did did he die doing a stunt on an Adam Sandler movie?
2: Maybe maybe he like, uh, you know, he told uh, Medea to do another uh, Saw movie. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
2: And uh, he He actually got dying in real life in there. Yeah. (laughs) now is pursuit of happiness like a prequel to after earth where they go <laughs> yeah. to space
0: i think so okay i still haven't seen that either so i'm just gonna assume. Yeah.
2: all right well craig while we were uh well we weren't watching that movie uh what were we uh listening to
0: we were listening to at least one half of your household's favorite artist <laughs> true beyonce with ear all placeable you
3: must not know-
0: Yeah, Beyonce.
2: Beyonce.
0: Is she still popular?
2: A little bit. Yeah.
0: Is her husband still popular?
2: I think so. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I don't think he's done anything to not be popular.
0: Wait, don't you remember Jay Z? Like, who's got wealth shamed a few months ago? Oh, that's right. Yeah. I think something like that yeah anyways uh they're richer and uh more successful than we'll ever be in life that includes all you listeners out there unless you are beyonce or jay-z
2: and if you are thanks for listening <laughs>
0: yeah money please just buy a podcast network and let us be on it yeah please the weirdest like podcast network <laughs> could be like beyonce jay-z like just... they
2: have a podcast about being rich <laughs> podcast about the nets a podcast about being a black woman in the entertainment industry and
0: us like Beyonce will have like Michelle Obama on or Oprah on and it's like yeah. these very prominent figures. And then there's us. <laughs> uh so you probably listen to Irreplaceable every day, Steve, in your household, right? Yep. Because my wife, I love her, and <laughs> she's
2: irreplaceable. I'm not though. She'll yeah, yeah, no, minute, yeah, like, yeah. Exactly. I mean soon as she comes part- to her senses, I'm out of the house.
0: Right, she hasn't, yet. You know? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right, Steve, enough of us uh, self-pitying. Let's just uh, get on with uh, this week's uh, SOD. All righty. I'm going to start uh, calling it a SOD, not an episode. You know, it's, it's something cool. real cool. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking about Kill Gill, volumes one and two. During the Christmas holiday, Marge attempts to muster the wherewithal to kick down on his luck Gil out of the Simpsons house. Wow, well, let's go watch that episode, Steve, and then come back and discuss that episode. Sounds,
2: yeah. Sounds wonderful. All right, we'll be right to back. <laughs>
0: And we are back today. We're talking about Kill Gill, volumes one and two. It was the ninth episode of the 18th season, regionally aired December 17th, 2006. It was episode 387 in the show's run. Your nerd code is GABF06, written by Jeff Westbrook, tricked by Bob Anderson, and the showrunner is Al
2: Jean. Oh, boy. Uh, We've had a few Jeff Westbrook episodes before. He's a writer best known for his work on The Simpsons and Futurama. And before becoming a writer, he was a successful algorithms researcher. And he went to Yale and Harvard. So he's a real cool guy. And he worked
0: for AT&T Laboratories. So if your phone doesn't work, you can blame Jeff Westbrook. (laughs) Here on his trivia on IMBD, it says he's a huge fan of actor Don Johnson from Miami Vice. (laughs) That's a joke, guys. It's a joke, because last week, who was the uh, writer? Uh, Tim Long. Tim Long. I looked on his IMDb, and the only trivia had was a fan of the actor Philip Michael Thomas, and it went on about a four-hour bio about him. So uh, that's the joke. I'm explaining the joke. Don Johnson. No, it's not real. No. but it, Maybe
2: it, maybe Jeff Westbrook likes uh, Don Johnson and maybe, his musical album.
0: Who doesn't like Don Johnson?
2: Yeah, he sang Heartbeats.
0: He was in the the Watchmen TV show that was on a few years ago. That was really good.
2: Oh, yeah. That was a good show. And he was in Nash Bridges with uh, Teach Marin.
0: I think he's one of those guys that he's always worked. Mm -hmm. He's been in pretty good stuff. Like he was in Django Unchained. Yeah. Wait, are we still talking about Don Johnson? I think so. (laughs) I didn't mean to. That was supposed to be a joke. I'll just say this
2: about Don Johnson: is that I I know that he's probably not conservative, but if like it turned out that he's a crazy right wing guy, like
0: yeah, okay, wouldn't be like a big surprise. Look, all I have to say, he was in Knives Out, the prequel to Glass Onion, streaming now on Netflix. Thanks, Netflix. Oh, he was on the Keenan. He was just recently on the Keenan Show. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Steve, I don't think Don Johnson is what you think he is.
2: I'm not saying that he is. I just like he just has that face of
0: Look, it's the stupid bleeding heart liberal assholes. Like us that just assume the worst of people like him. Like, remember, we thought Treat Williams would be like that kind of guy. And we find oh, out yeah. way not. He's like more liberal than you or us. Yes, that's right. It's no trick. He's a treat. Hey, Simpsons writers, let's get Treat Williams on an episode. We're about due. It would be a treat to all. Mm-hmm. Just just like the holidays, Christmas and Kwanzaa and uh, Hanukkah. They're all treats for everybody. That's right. Uh, so, speaking of treats, yeah. uh, this
2: episode is a treat and it aired exactly 17 years after The Simpsons Roasting on an Open Fire, the first episode of The Simpsons and uh, six years after the episode that we reviewed last week, Skinner's Sense of Snow.
0: And uh, we're also recording this episode on December 17th. Yeah. We only... We're trapped in a time loop. <laughs> yeah. We only record episodes on the 17th of December. Mm-hmm. It's a busy day. Whew, we have to do 52 episodes. <laughs> is that even possible? Santa Claus.
2: Yeah. Um, you could if they were short episodes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Because every episode is at least two hours. Yeah. There's only 24 hours in a day, and we have to do 52. Yeah. I don't think it. Yeah. Unless we pause time and only you and I exist in the remote control time universe that's and true. we waste it with doing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we would do something stupid like that. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, we could go, you know, rob a bank. No, we'll just record a podcast.
2: Yeah, the same podcast, too.
0: <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you want some more trivia, Steve? Sure. This is also the 24th episode to feature Gil. Wow. He's appeared in 80 episodes, the movie, as well as several video games. And of course, his first episode was season nine's Realty Bites, which coincidentally was the last episode of uh fan favorite Troy McClure. Due to uh, Phil Hartman's untimely death by the hands of his, I guess, ex-wife. Yeah, I mean, I, I would assume. Oh, Yeah, till death do you part. So that means after you die, you get married. But when yeah, you die, so you can then they fool around yeah. in heaven or hell. She's in hell. Sure. He's definitely in heaven. Definitely. If there's and an afterlife. And Andy Dick can burn in hell, too. Yeah, Andy Dick is, some would say, was the the cause of that because he supplied all the drugs to Phil Hartman's wife at the time. Yeah. Andy Dick and burning hell. But uh, speaking of
2: killing people, uh, a little bit of a spoiler, but despite the title, no one actually tries to kill Gil in this episode.
0: I wonder if it's a parody of that uh, Quentin Tarantino movie. Jackie Brown? No, Reservoir Dogs.
2: Oh, right. He's Mr. Pink. I'm Mr. Black.
0: Everybody wants it... to
2: be Mr. Black. Oh, yeah, because there is no actual Mr. Black in Reservoir Dogs, right? Right, because that's the one that everybody wants to be because it sounds the yeah. most badass.
0: Yeah, I, I've probably talked about it before, but I don't think I've seen Reservoir Dogs in maybe 15 to 20 years. I watched it last summer. I think it's last night.
2: <laughs> and um, it's still good. It is remarkable how much the N-word comes up <laughs> in a movie that there are no Black people in.
0: The naughty word? Yeah. Steve, did you know nothing starts with N and ends in G? A lot of things do. No, but nothing does. What about Nutmeg? I said nothing. Hey, Steve, uh, who's on first? Yes. No, he's on third. Who? Yeah, he's on first. I don't know. Uh, he's catcher, I think. Third base. You've never gotten to third base. No. For millennials, that's eating ass, right? Third base. He's yeah. What's first base?
2: Well, first base is matching on an app. Okay. Second base is eating ass.
0: Right. Third base is partner swapping or something like that yeah
2: there you go okay and then uh home base is getting a poke and stick tattoo together
0: and then what's a what's a what's a walk like missionary sex (laughs) yeah yeah okay (laughs) a lazy hand job in the afternoon that's a that's a that's a strikeout yeah okay what about when a pitcher hits a batter
2: when you when they intentionally send you nude pics
0: okay yeah and then what's a pop out is that when someone's pregnant (laughs) yeah okay (laughs) and a rain delay is well You'll figure that one out. Yeah, exactly. All right, Steve, enough of this sexy talk. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, la, la. We're turning on all the listeners out there. Let's Can't begin. I'm to too horny. But let's uh, let's start the episode. It begins with a cool uh, festive Christmas time intro. It's in, in Springfield there. We get the snow and holiday decorations all around. Bart trades his skateboard for a cool snowboard. He's uh snowboarding through town, Steve. And then it does, you know, it's the famous uh, Simpsons intro. You've seen it before, right? Once or twice. But it's all Simpson or Winter Eyes. You know, Burns is there dressed as the old Scrooge man himself. Scrooge. <laughs> um Yeah. Uh, Smithers is Jacob Marley. Uh, then there's, uh, you know, you see all the other hooligans there. Um, Yeah, they're all
2: dressed up in like Christmas sweaters and all that.
0: Yeah. We even have a chalkboard gag and it even says uh, frankincense is not a monster. Let me think here. So I don't don't see how uh, Crabapple would have Bart write on the board for like assuming frankincense is not a monster. Oh, you know what it is? Hmm. It should have been frankincense is not a monster. He's the doctor. There you go. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's,
2: that's that's a good bit of business
0: and then the couch gag steve is the simpsons sit down wearing winter clothes um as they appeared of course uh for the episode special opening credits and the camera zooms out revealing the couch as an ornament on a christmas tree uh steve i would love that ornament on my tree it probably exists somewhere maybe on etsy oh i'm sure it does yeah
2: so festive so wonderful
0: yeah. this would be a great uh just keep this as all simpsons intros uh, during the christmas time right
2: yeah it's pretty universal it's great it's uh, uh gets you in the spirit even after the holiday is over
0: yeah they don't need to do a different couch gag. keep it the same Mm -hmm. attach this to i guess you couldn't do the simpsons roasting on open fire since there was no actual opening credits on that right anyways uh well that was a fun couch gag steve that's right
2: and so let's uh, begin our episode and it begins as it always does at the springfield stadium where for a mere 40 dollars or 39 for children (laughs) you can see Krusty's christmas on ice the show begins with ice dancers inviting you to laugh it up with christ and Krusty to the tune of deck the halls the women then reveal that the reason they were hired was thanks to the size of their breasts
0: Hey, how do you think we got this podcast?
2: That's right. Rocking double D's, baby. I'm oh, Todd. Uh <laughs> Nativity scene then skates on the ice. But instead of the King of Kings in the manger, it's an arguably more famous and beloved Jew, Krusty the Clown.
0: I like how uh the it, you know, at that time, $40 per <laughs> for ticket, it was expensive. And then uh, the gag is one dollar less. But like if that was yeah. today's rate for like a, a show like that, that's well worth it.
2: Oh, yeah. Like, I'm sure Disney on Ice now, like the Frozen or whatever it is these days, is probably, probably at least $40.
0: No, I think Disney on Ice now is just Disney grooming our kids on ice is what it That's is. That's right. Just kidding, Disney. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Mary Joseph and Haybells and the rest of the Nativity Gang skate away, leaving Krusty in the spotlight. He falls on the ice, much to the delight of the audience, and he scolds the crowd for laughing at old man's pain, then slips on the ice three more times. Uh, So the clown prince of Channel 6 has a great show lined up with all your favorite second tier costume characters such as... Ribwich Ribbit, who we first met in season 14's I'm
2: Spelling as Fast as I Can, which we discussed back in February, our 158th episode.
0: We got Matrix Poochie, (laughs) everyone's favorite character dressed as everyone's favorite red-pilled hacker, Neo.
2: There's no other good word. Pilled hackers, honestly.
0: <laughs> and,
2: and right off the fu- uh, plane from his dad's funeral, Saito Mel, still in mourning, being pulled in Santa's sleigh by eight women dressed as reindeer.
0: So Cressy uh, then introduces a very special guest in this clip.
1: And now for the highlight of our show,
0: a special appearance by Elvis <gasps> Stoico.
3: <gasps> Olympic medalist Elvis Stoiko performs a graceful triple axle.
1: Elvis Stoiko is so handsome. He <laughs> can lace up my skates anytime. Don't you hags know that all male figure skaters are twinkly in the lutz? That's a common misconception. I have a girlfriend in Vancouver. Made up girlfriend, made up city.
0: That joke I don't think lands these days. Uh, no. Mo, emasculating a male because it was at the time considered a feminine sport you know mm-hmm. so like elvis stroika like oh just because you know they, he even says like i have a girlfriend in canada which is a that's actually a funny joke because that's the whole yeah now we don't really consider like just because a guy is an ice skater you know would, would be gay right right of course i mean even in the 90s we had brian botana in the 80s right but he was just he was a hound, right? Mm-hmm. Remember when he was skating in the Olympics? He did do the two south cows and triplets, and he was wearing a blindfold. Yeah, and then he was in the
2: Alps, and he was fighting grizzly bears. He used his magical fire breath and saved the maiden's fair.
0: He traveled to the year three thousand ten. He fought an evil robot king and saved the human race again.
2: Yeah, and then he built the pyramids, and he beat up Kublai Khan, because, you know, Brian Tano don't take shit from anybody.
0: Yeah. So uh we're just saying his, uh we should watch the South Park movie.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, but can I I go back to the the one joke I did like, like I said, I liked the, uh, I have a girlfriend in Vancouver. Yeah. Um, I know you haven't watched it, but what was our first episode of eye of Springfield? We talked about the first season, first episode of Star Trek lower decks. Mm -hmm. I think also in that first season, there's like a really good joke. Um, the character Boimler, he says he has a girlfriend on a different ship and she's on the USS Vancouver. So That's like the, really good. It's yeah. like the smartest, funniest joke. Like, oh, no, I have a girlfriend. She's on the Vancouver. Like, <laughs> uh, really good. Uh, really good joke. Good episode. Yeah. I think uh, I forget who played her. But yeah. Uh, I really recommend you guys watch Star Trek Lower Decks and The Simpsons. I think, Steve, you'd like, yeah. you'd like it. You don't have to be a Star Trek fan. but maybe. I've heard
2: really good things in what I have seen I really like, so I might pick it up again.
0: We'll have to do an eye off Springfield for one of them. I don't know. Yeah. And all of your favorite uh, improv comedians do voices on that show.
2: True. Sure you got your Tani Newsome, your uh, Eugene Cordero. Paul
0: F. Tompkins. Did not Lauren Lapkins do an episode, too? Yeah, she's 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 a, a reoccurring character. Oh, nice. She's an Andorian named Jen. That fits her. <laughs> You don't even know what an Andorian is. Nope. (laughs) Well, you know Andor, right? Yes. Well, they're Andorians. Oh. Yeah. But that's That's starting. Very confusing crossover. (laughs) Carl Tart is on Lower Decks, too. Oh. Yeah. Noelle Wells, uh, Jerry O'Connell, your favorite.
2: My favorite. Yeah
0: whoa i just now thought of this Hmm. gary o'connell was in stand by me so was will wheaton who was also on star trek
2: whoa you're right
0: so one half of the or two fourths of the kids from stand by me were in star trek that's true uh i don't think Corey feldman was ever in star trek no i could see him
2: maybe maybe as like a klingon or something (laughs) maybe yeah
0: uh, be better mo that's all we're saying
2: that's right and you know he's wrong anyway because elvis stoico has a uh, wife he married a uh, mexican figure skater gladys Orozoco in 2010 and uh, elvis would be the canadian in that relationship
0: and so you know what could... they're still married there we go see
2: love prevails
0: wow she's like a year younger than us whoa so we could have been married to elvis
2: <laughs> wow That'd be a dream he's a great guy <laughs> i assume i don't know uh, so back to the ice show it continues with performers dressed as gifts skating around you the mean large, gifs sorry gifs skating around the large christmas tree a young girl dressed as a star is lifted by a spring onto the top of the tree the crowd goes aw. as the adorable skater and homer reminding lisa that if he had paid for those skating lessons <laughs> that that could have been her on the tree and then lisa in a very good bit of a voice acting mocks her father's comment
0: that's <laughs> such a dick thing i know no no what homer said oh well, yeah yeah, said, yeah totally so then Krusty and mel banter about joining the professional skaters and then they stumble behind a fireplace prop and then on the other side of the fireplace two skaters appeared dressed as Krusty and sideshow bell clearly played by a woman and Krusty's portrayed by a man much taller and thinner than him so they fake Krusty tosses the imposter mail in the air lenny and carl note how well they skate saying that nothing slows down the baby boomers it's true The audience applauds and tosses bouquets of flowers at the skaters. Then the facade of the fireplace falls, (laughs) revealing the real Cresty and Sideshow Mel sitting on folding chairs watching golf while Cresty smokes on a cigar.
2: Uh, The ice show's final act features a reindeer, a candy cane, and a snowman attempting to regain their Christmas spirit, which was taken from them by the menacing entity known as the Grinch. I mean, the Grumble. Uh, The holiday hijinks are short-lived, however, as another event is about to begin. Children! We need your help.
1: The Grumple has stolen all of our holiday cheer. That can't be good.
3: Grumpily grumpily grew I'll throw my
1: net over you. Look out! It's the Grumple! I... Oh! <gasps> Whoa, watch where you're going there, Pally. We got a basketball game in an hour. But we're trying to get to Mistletoe Mountain. Tell it to the Utah Jazz, Snowflake oh uh, elvis Grumble, candy kevin let's teach these guys the real meaning of
2: christmas so the grumble this might be his first appearance but like this is definitely his first like real presence how do we feel about the grumble
0: i think you're trying to get me to say we hate him because of the tapped out game when it came out <laughs> i mean kind of yeah yeah <laughs> i just remember for some reason the grumble was annoyed in the tapped out like when it was just like, seemed
2: oddly prominent like
0: yeah and like it was past like like the fourth week of january and like the the christmas update was still up and you're like just get yeah. rid of this already <laughs> i don't remember yeah but it was still yeah um, uh, it's an interesting thing
2: and it's yeah. funny that homer has such an odd reaction to him in this episode
0: i wonder if this was like uh you know, family guy was popular with uh, Peter and the chicken and <sighs> Al-June was yeah. like, hmm, I think Homer needs his own chicken like Peter Griffin or maybe like that's the joke. That makes
2: a lot of sense because <laughs> around this time, yeah, that that tracks a lot actually. So maybe
0: maybe they're making fun of of the uh, the chicken thing which i think remember watching family guy like the first time they did it was funny and then it came back the second time like that's funny but then third time it's like okay and then it just would show up and you're like all right stop it and then i think even family guy at the time was like okay enough of this crap
2: yeah because it just felt like filler it just went on and on and on yeah
0: it would take like if we did a family guy podcast and those episodes would air (laughs) we our podcast would be like 20 minutes long because it'd be like well half of this episode is just peter fighting (laughs) chicken mm-hmm. maybe we should have done a family guy podcast mm. <laughs> then the podcast would be a lot shorter you see that's true
2: yeah also in that clip there's a skater dressed as a reindeer but it has like four legs and arms and i'm just wondering is there some poor skater in the back there
0: <laughs> yeah it's a millennial skater eating the ass <laughs> okay there we go question answered and where's the gen- i mean i think the genitals of a centaur would be like where a genitals of like a horse would be right right
2: yeah i would assume so so it like, be yeah, weird
0: like a mermaid and a senator can never mate right
2: no because of their religion
0: that's how it works. But then, like, oh. if it's a female senator, doesn't she also have, like, breasts, like, like a torso of a human? Right. But Would does she also have udders? The, like... the yeah.
2: That's a good question.
0: Hmm. Senators were prominent in the Harry Potter series. Maybe we should talk to uh, J.K. Rowling about the genders.
2: If anybody knows how these kind of things work, it's her.
0: <laughs> uh, all right. Well, Steve, uh, Mr. Stoneman throws his gloves and punches Raphael in the face. Now, the rest of the skating cast faces off the crew of the Utah Jazz. <laughs> One player pulls Matrix Poochie's trench coat over his head and begins to punch him in the ribs. Shouldn't they have done that to the Riblic guy? Punch him in the ribs. Yeah. <laughs> totally. uh, Marge is eager to grab the kids and leave, but Homer is too busy bending the Grumples' knee the wrong direction and demanding that he give back that holiday cheer. That's right. <laughs> Isn't it funny how like last week's episode ended with like Homer pissed because the storm happened in the tent in the circus and he wanted the holiday spirits. Yeah, and this one right. ends the same way. Like, that is weird. I hadn't stuff. thought about that. <laughs> like these episodes, are almost like not, nah, but they begin kind of similar in a way. They're at the yeah, event.
2: <laughs> there's a big thing that really doesn't pay off, or it doesn't have anything to do with. I mean, I no, know, I know that's common, but it's like a whole new set piece, a whole new new thing that really leads to nowhere.
0: Well, I can't wait to
2: know what that is. Well, I mean, the, the ice show. But there's an ice show in this. The one that we just saw. Oh boy. Oh boy. What's in my eggnog? <laughs> <laughs> um... We then head to Costington's department store, where they offer Christmas presents at Hanukkah prices. Mm. Uh, Inside, Mayor Quimby uh, picks out his sweater to give as a gift. He buys one in wife size and three in much smaller mistress sizes. Uh, Monty Burns is doing some gift shopping of his own and looks to Waylon Smithers for some help. Meanwhile, Kearney and his son, uh, Kearney Jr., play a visit to Old St. Nick.
1: Now, Smithers, I need your advice. Picking out a gift for a very dear friend of mine, a single fellow, a bit quiet, but one with a warm, loyal heart.
2: Well, sir, a fellow like that might have had his eye on this silver frame. It would go great with his collection of art deco. Shut
1: up, shut up. There he is. Hello, Philip. What are you doing here? (gasps) Oh, never you mind, Mr. Nosey. <laughs> Are you going to that string quartet thing? Because I'm not. Oh. <laughs> Are you still here? Go pay for that. Well, uh, what can old Santa bring you for Christmas, son? I want a dirt bike. One of those video game chairs that vibrate. Dad, he's not the real Santa. We can't afford that stuff. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. (laughs) I better go after him.
0: So does Burns have a uh, like a crush or like a man crush on this this new guy? I don't know how he feels about
2: Philip. Like it could be a platonic like man crush or, you know, maybe Mr. Burns is, you know, curious
0: i think it's one of those uh man crushes that you know you yeah meet some dude like this guy's so cool he's the coolest and uh of course, smithers <sighs> he'll never get his mr burns never it's a shame um, I do like how Kearney's son is the rational one. Yeah, the voice That's of fun. reason. Did we bring up Kearney's son last week? Yeah, he was also in it last week or was mentioned. Yeah, we need. Uh, I think I want more of Kearney's kid.
2: Yeah, he's a he's a cute kid and uh, yeah, he, it's funny how like well adjusted he is.
0: I could see maybe like an episode where uh, what if he's like brighter than Lisa? Oh, that'd be and, interesting. And Lisa's like because maybe he's like only in like first grade mm-hmm. or is he maybe in kindergarten? Like and like just. I don't know, does, he, does he go to Springfield Elementary? Maybe he's only in preschool. I don't know.
2: Maybe. How old are you when you still sleep in a drawer?
0: Well, we're kind of poor in our 20s. So, uh, yeah. That's 27?
2: True. Yeah. Okay. So he could be 27.
0: <laughs> so just like Otto, maybe. <laughs> yeah. He <laughs>
2: and Otto get high together yeah uh, but yeah there we have uh, our titular Gill as Santa Claus and uh, Lisa is next in line to sit on the lap of the Jolly Fat Man uh, when asked what she wants Lisa says that she wants what cannot be bought at any store and all Santa Gill assumes that she means peace on earth <laughs> and Lisa says no but she then admits that that's a given that peace on earth is a good thing uh, but what she really wants is a Malibu Stacy pony beach party set with sparkle sand unfortunately as the display that they still have out shows it is sold out everywhere gill looks at lisa and says that he thinks he saw an extra
0: beach party set sitting in the stock room i think the scene's great just because lisa's being very materialistic you know like... yeah, exactly like a kid would be like, I don't know, I want the toy. <laughs> yeah. Christmas, give me that. Reminds me of the great uh, SNL bit with Steve Martin just sitting at on a Christmas tree and saying, you know, he's being Steve Martin. And he's like, oh, that's if so I good. want one yeah. wish for Christmas is for all <laughs> the kids of the world to join together in peace and harmony. And then it just goes on and on about him just just wanting money and power yeah. and women. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a good SNL bit. Look it up. Steve Martin Christmas wish or whatever on YouTube. could
2: be one of my favorite SNL
0: Christmas bits, I think, or sketches. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely up there. We're not here talking about SNL. We're talking about S I M P S P O N S. That's right. Comma T H E. So like, uh, how they have that stand, the Malibu Stacy stand, <laughs> like yeah. it's sold out. Like they just, like, <laughs> You see, like cardboard displays of things, and they, if it's sold out, they'll just the store takes them away. But they have like signs like sold out. <laughs> I guess that would make sense to keep that there because what if like parents would come up, like, Where is it? They yeah. actually that does make sense. I like, just put a sign there, it says sold out. So
2: it would save time because, yeah, if you work in retail, you know how annoying it is if like, Yeah, you don't have something and people are like, Where is it? Where is it? Why do not you oh. have it? You check in the back and it's like, Here's a tip for any shopper ever if <laughs> use you use Amazon, for- don't come in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but if you want to know if something's in the back, it's not. And what happens is when they say, let me go check in the back, what they do is they walk in the back and they wait 30 seconds. And then <laughs> they step out and say, oh, sorry, can't find it. Oh, we, had,
0: we went to uh, Lowe's, this was a f- like a few months ago, and we were getting a, a can of paint. And like on the online, it says we were looking at the app and says that there's like six cans in stock or whatever. Right. And so like we're looking at the numbers and then like above the the racks, they keep other cans, too. So like we're looking at the numbers. Well, it says they have them here. And then an employee comes up and he does that. He's like, well, let me go check the back. And I'm like, well, we know he's not. So then we stood there for like five minutes waiting <laughs> for him. Like, I don't think he's coming back. And so then we walked around and then he's just back on the register, like just ringing people up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that there's what Steve said. It was true. It's a sad truth. The only thing that's in the back, because I've worked retail too. And the only thing that's in the back is uh usually there's like a circus. Mm-hmm. there's like hot dog vendors and cotton candy there's also some games yeah. uh so that's what in the back is of any retail store anything like that um I'll there's also e. like, is there yeah there's also like always people on hand to give like foot massages and manis mm-hmm. and petties there's like champagne fountains it's great
2: yeah there's that that uh tube that just shoots out cash
0: yeah there's no time limit
2: you can just go in there and take whatever yeah. you
0: want so remember when you go to like a retail store all those employees are actually well paid and they're having a great time. They're not miserable at all. No. They love working retail.
2: Yeah, it's great. No stress. And yeah, what, what all that is great. But what really makes them happy is the, the joy that they get out of helping people who are yeah. also wonderfully polite.
0: Yes. Uh, be a dick more to, to uh, retail workers. That's all we're saying. Yeah. Because yeah. they have it. They have it too easy in this country.
2: That's what I that's why I always say
0: Karen is Sharon. Just be the Karen. Yeah. Boy, I sure do miss those days of working retail. Mm hmm. During the holidays, it's the best. Fun times. Is this like now you're just like sigh of relief? Yeah, because <laughs> it'll be dead for the rest of the year. And it'll just There's be easy. The week after Christmas is kind of a nice week because mm-hmm. the New Year's happens and then everything gets back to normal. I kind of like this yeah. time of the year. It's depressing, cold, miserable, <laughs> just like my heart. Exactly. But Anyways. everyone else is showing yeah. your pain. Yeah. Yay. You're all like me now. You've conformed. <laughs> anyways Lisa gasps with joy as santa gill heads into the back and gill puts out a sign of the chris kringle sitting on a toilet pants around his ankles with words santa's making presents he'll be right back i think that needs to be a (laughs) t-shirt
2: yeah that's what i thought too
0: (laughs) i'll wear it next christmas there you go at the counter lisa receives her malibu stacy beach party set with a sprinkle sand and thanks gill profusely marge tells him that he made lisa's christmas and he responds that her smile made his holiday Sadly, all that you type gaiety is not shared by everyone.
1: Girl, march your fake boot fronts over here! Now, yeah, uh, uh, Mr. Costington! Sir, I'm glad I had this chance to talk to you. I've been on the payroll here since May, and I'd really like to start working in ladies' shoes. Not literally, of course. I, I couldn't walk very fast, though I'd learn if that's what it takes. Never mind that now! Did you sell the Malibu Stacy set I put aside? Are, uh, that was for you. It was for my daughter! You I want my dolly!
3: Now get back that toy!
1: Uh, gee, I'm sorry, sir. Taking back that dowel would break a little girl's heart on Christmas Eve. I made a lot of mistakes in my life, but I would never do that. Well, then you're fired! But I... Uh, uh, uh,
0: We've seen Mr. Costington before, right? I think so,
2: but again, I think this is one of his more prominent roles.
0: And just the over-exaggeration. The jolly jowl it's the uh, classic, like uh, just like old classic cartoons, you know. Like, yeah. like Mr. Spacely from the Jetsons, for instance. Exactly. Fired. Did, did in every episode of the Jetsons, did George always get fired, or at least threatened to be fired? Yeah. Still waiting for a Jetsons live action movie, Steve. <laughs> no so one right, wants we it. Need us. All right, let's cast it, Steve. Okay. George... Ed Helms isn't
2: getting Ed Helms <laughs> isn't getting any younger.
0: As I was gonna say, I think Greg Kinnear's past the age. That's so good. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think Danny DeVito could still probably be Mr. Spacely. That's perfect. <laughs> well, okay, here we go. I got it. Okay. Danny DeVito, Mr. Spacely. Glenn Howerton will be George Jefferson or George, <laughs> George Jetson. Elroy <laughs> uh, uh, will be Charlie day. Sure. Judy will be Caitlin Olsen. I can see that. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, Judy will be Mary Elizabeth Ellis, Charlie's wife. Or Charlie's oh yeah, yeah, wife. Yeah. And she plays the waitress on Sunny. Right. Uh, and then, then the who's Jane? Jane's wife will be Caitlin mm-hmm. Olson. Yeah. Uh, who's Rob McElhanty? Astro. Yeah, he can be Astro. <laughs> Artemis will be Rosie. I can see that. <laughs> Uh, Rickety Cricket, uh David Hornsby's character. uh He can be that little uh the little little creature with the
2: spring feet. Do you remember him? Like a little guy oh, like Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, we did it. Just, cool. We'll call it the old it's always sunny cast. You guys are doing the Jetsons movie.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's always funny in Jetson Land. In Jetson Land, yeah, that's what it was called.
0: We never determined what, what the, was it just like Space City or something? like Astro City, maybe?
2: Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Did um, it only
0: last like one season, but had like 60 episodes in that one season? There are 57, I think there are
2: like 57 episodes, yeah, but it feels like you always see like the same three. Yeah. I, liked, I liked the Jetsons as a kid. I, I liked it
0: over Flintstones. I,
2: li- I definitely liked the, it seemed faster paced and newer to me. I mean, it could have just because I was a dumb kid and I thought, oh, future is new. Yeah, even though like there was the same time period.
0: Or, like. Right. Right. Created in the '60s, right? Or so, yeah. Right, but yeah, Jetsons seem cooler to me. Hmm. I mean, the kids have Marvel these days, you know, like the Avengers movies. But for us, when the Jetsons meet the Flintstones, you, you can think of a crossover. No, unless well, maybe you're talking
2: the, like wacky races
0: or something. Well, the Simpsons meets the Critic. Yeah, that's true. You say do that joke, and the uh, next <laughs> up, the Simpsons meet the Jetsons. Jumps- <laughs> hey, how come the Simpsons haven't met Bedrock and and the Flintstones? it's true. Can we get Hanna-Barbera? Yeah, okay. Jetsons, September 23rd, 62 to March 17th, 63. So <laughs> a year they just produced, but that's how they did it. They just produced like so many episodes and like, well. Right,
2: and, and then, yeah, they just ran him to the ground forever.
0: Yeah, meet George Jetson. Anyways, uh, what are we talking about? Simpsons, okay.
2: Oh yeah, so this is actually the fourth appearance of Mr. Cossington, and I think his third speaking role. Mm. It seems like a lot now that we have to praise uh, Tress. But uh, Tress McNeil plays the daughter, and her doing the jowly, you're fired thing is cute.
0: Yeah. Good job, Tress.
2: Yeah. Uh, so Marge and the kids witness Gil's firing and take pity on him, inviting him to dinner. Gil consults his bus schedule and figures that if he makes a transfer, he can get there by 2 a.m. Uh, Marge offers him a ride to their house, and Gil is elated. He has to swing by <laughs> his ex-wife's place on the way so she can see him riding in a car. <laughs>
0: That's so sad. I know. So on that snowy night, the Simpsons are gathered around the family piano, where they join Gil in singing jazzy renditions of Christmas carol classics. As Gil scats in the end of the 12 days of Christmas, everyone laughs. Gil then says it may be time to skedaddle, but Marge thinks it's far too cold and far too late, and that Gil should spend the night... Grandpa thinks he should stay out as well, but Homer rushes him out saying he could take a cab on <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> oh no, he'll stay for Abe. Uh, Abe notes that he hasn't given them a present yet, but Homie says that uh, his present is leaving and he pushes him out into the cold where there doesn't appear to be a cab. So <laughs> Gil then continues to play a swinging version of "Rocking Around the Christmas Tree.
2: And Abe is presumably dead. Again. Again. Uh, the following morning, Bart and Lisa run down the stairs excited to celebrate Christmas. Bart didn't think it would come. But it did. However... Instead of finding a bounty of gifts, Bart and Lisa find the uh, living room full of Gil's belongings. Marge wonders where all this came from, and uh, Gil explains that since he was invited to stay, he went ahead and grabbed his stuff from the uh, bus station.
0: So Homer comments that they have a problem, but Marge points out it's more of an immediate problem. A knife wielding Grumple outside the window, threatening to make stew out of Homer's blood. Homer asks Marge if she thinks that that's the same Grumple from the ice show, because he sure does. It'd be funny if it wasn't. This <laughs> is <just> another Grumple. <laughs> just hated on homers in general
1: mm-hmm.
0: so while marge and homer discuss gill's new living arrangement he makes breakfast for the kids in this clip
1: hey who wants some eggs a la harold stassen huh they're always running <laughs> <laughs> do you really understand what that means <laughs>
3: kind of Why did you let that loser into our home? I'll tell you why. Christian Charity. Christian Charity? What does a porn star have to do with this? He's gotta go. I promise you he'll leave after today. Really? Who's gonna make him? I will. He sure has a lot of markers that don't work.
2: There are three things I love in that clip. Christian Charity, the porn star joke. When uh, Gil asked for if he wants their eggs, a Harold Stassen. Yeah, I don't uh, know who that is. Yeah, of course, and so do I, and I always have. Um, but for those of you who don't, Harold Stassen ran for uh, multiple government jobs throughout the years, most notably the Republican nomination for president in 1964, 68, 76, 1980, 1984, 1988, and 92, along with other uh, unsuccessful campaigns for governor of Pennsylvania and Minnesota, mayor of Philadelphia, senator and House representative from 1958 to 1990. He's always running. So like the eggs. So that was a a lot of fun because it's just such an obscure joke. and Even Lisa doesn't fully get it. It is such Um, the
0: dorky Harvard joke.
2: Oh, for sure.
0: He was the director of United States Foreign Operations Administration from 53 to 55, though, appointed oh, by him. Uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower. The man. The reason why he wasn't after that is because the position was abolished after 55. <laughs> so it's like Eisenhower <laughs> was like, I'm going to give you a job. Uh, yeah. Two years later, you're so bad, you're fired. Yeah, exactly.
2: And we're abolishing the position.
0: I mean, just to think of it, like, I don't know who that was, but like, even in 92, we were 10 years old, at least. Yeah. Or 11. and It's like, yeah, Stassen's running again, guys. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, so this is like 16 years after he last ran for office too. So, sadly, good poll, Gil.
0: Sadly, Styson passed away March 4th, 2001 at the age of 93. So, wow. and a long life. Yeah, long life of failure. Oh, that's that's us. Yeah, it's true. Hey, hey kids, we're the Annoyed Grunt Boys, the Harold Sasson of podcasts.
2: That's right. Um, Harold Stassen boy, <laughs> Steve.
0: Well, it's official. We're the Harold Stassen podcast.
2: There we go. podcast Slightly less time to explain than yeah. the annoyed run boys. <laughs> the last thing that I really love from that clip is at the end when Homer is just, I don't know why it makes me laugh, but um, when he takes out the markers and just starts drawing on the cardboard box and is like, uh, he's got a lot of pens that don't work. I don't know why, but that's the funniest thing in this clip for me.
0: That's pretty silly of you, Steve.
2: I know. It's just, this is funny he's just trying to do it and it doesn't work
0: oh i hate that looking for a sharpie and you're
2: like oh i found a sharpie and it doesn't work or you looking looking for a sharpie and you get a dry erase pen that you don't realize is dry erase <laughs> pen and then ugh. or vice versa no even worse
0: all right so on the fireplace mantel stockings for each simpson family member are hung with care gill hangs one of his own dirty holy socks with old gill written on it do you think i was just always there <laughs> maybe Uh, like the sock
2: was just always hanging there
0: oh no no i'm just saying that like he writes old gillian on all his
2: socks that makes sense yeah especially if you're you know a traveling man like he
0: is yeah gotta keep track he reaches inside and receives a spider bite or as he calls it a christmas kiss <laughs> marge meatly confronts gill saying that she thought he would be on his way out by now and gill lets out a chuckle of defeat surprised that marge would kick him out on christmas day and he tells marge that it's fine he can just go down to the men's shelter and hopefully the weird priest with the runny isn't serving soup oddly specific
2: it is and very gross
0: the eye pus just trips into the soup then
2: yeah i think so just chicken noodle soup with
0: a little bit of eye pus i don't think gill would be concerned about eye pus i mean He's fine with spider bites. I mean, Christmas kisses. It's true. Maybe he'll get a Christmas kiss and become (laughs) Spider-Man. Or Spider-Piss. I mean, Spider. (laughs) Ah,
2: Never mind. (laughs) Is that one that streams like a web. Yeah. (laughs) Whip, whip. Spider-Piss
0: is Donald Trump's favorite superhero.
2: (laughs) That's right. Um, As Marge learns that Gil doesn't have any place to go, Homer whispers to her to lower the boom. Marge sighs and tells Gil that he can stay for the holiday. Homer then asks again, in a whisper, if the boom has been lowered. Getting annoyed, Marge yells no, prompting Homer to loudly whisper, "No." And then on New Year's Day, Gil sits on the couch waiting for the Rose Parade where the marching band from Altoona, Pennsylvania, is making their debut by playing Rachel's theme from Batman Begins.
0: All right, uh, I had to do some research. There is no Rachel's theme in Batman ah. Begins. So Hans Zimmer, who scored the uh, Nolan's Batman films, Mm-hmm the the track listings for the soundtrack are all scientific names for or for different genres of bat. So oh. there is no Rachel's theme bat, so That's fun. So uh yeah, if you look at the track oh, listings, yeah. it's all uh scientific names for bats. Interesting. Good to know. Here's a fun thing. If you look at the track listings, look at track 4 through 9 and just read the what oh. it says the first oh. letter of each.
2: Yeah, I see Batman. what they did there.
0: That's fun. Yeah. So not Rachel theme, but I think it's just like a, a, a joke. It's it's a pretty funny joke because yeah, as someone who likes to listen to soundtracks a lot, there's always like any movie will be like yes, yeah, so and so's theme. I mm-hmm. think one of the most famous blunders at soundtracks was they released the Star Wars Episode One soundtrack like I think a, a few weeks before they released the movie, mm-hmm. and John Williams scored one of the titles was called Qui Gon's Noble End. <laughs> So it's oh, like God. a spoiler for like the people that bought the soundtrack. Oh, so we know, obviously, you know, I mean, before you went into the movie, you know, Liam Neeson is probably going to be the Obi-Wan of that movie and die, you know, sacrificing himself. Right. Yeah. Because you never see Liam Neeson throughout the rest of the movies or the original trilogy. So, yeah, but still like <laughs> literally after that, I think composers stopped putting spoiler titles into the, right. the, the, the music.
2: So Gil, surrounded by his own filth, takes a sip of coffee as Marge walks in to face him.
1: Hey, Marge. Happy New Year. You make any resolutions? Yes. One involving you. What a coincidence. I made one, too. I'm going to move my fanny off this sofa. <gasps> and move it over to that recliner by the phone, because I'm expecting a call any minute now from my old boss at Jackpot Realty asking me to take over the Scottsdale office. Really? Oh, yeah, that desert air's got to give the old one, two to my bronchitis. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy i guess you can stay a little longer god thank you marge you know those floats should really slow down and savor it because your life could go to hell pretty quick
0: so true the the continuity that he worked at the real estate agent was still yeah it's good
2: It's funny because, you know, Marge and him have a relationship. Not that's how they first met.
0: We don't know. I mean, I bet if I typed in Marge and Gil sexual (laughs) relationship on Google, there'll be plenty of imagery. Yeah. So we're, we're past the Christmas season now, right, Steve? Yeah, that's it's, right. It's Martin Luther King Jr. Day. That's right. Yeah. He, and Gil is is still at the Simpsons' house. He's sitting on the recliner reading The Springfield Shopper, which offers the headline, Today we remember Martin Luther King, tomorrow we don't. <laughs> uh, Homer is tired of that moocher living in their house, but Marge argues that they have to let him stay. That's what Dr. King would have wanted them to do. I don't know if that's really what Dr. King's message is, right? And then Homer really finally says, like, they should probably switch doctors. I I don't know. I think that joke's pretty funny.
2: Yeah, it's it's good.
0: Uh, Marge bargains with Homer to let Gil stay a few more days. uh, But Homer wants Marge to admit that she can't say no to anyone. That being the reason why she has uh, three kids.
2: Marge knows that Homer's right, recalling where her inability to say no came from. It all started when she was uh, seven. Patty and Selma ask her to hide their cigarettes in her dollhouse. Marge firmly says no, causing the siblings to stuff young Marge into the dollhouse with her arms poking out of the windows. She calls out to adults, but with uh, no reply. She then spins on a toy car. And then in present day, Marge remembers all of this, but doesn't actually say it out loud. Later in this clip, Homer shares his woe at most. Mom? Grandma? Aunt Lorena?
1: Anybody? <laughs> and that's why I have trouble saying no to people. Even Gil.
3: Marge, I have no idea what you were just thinking about. Why would you think I did? Uh, hmm. Uh-uh.
1: What's the matter, Homer? You still miss the UPN?
3: Yeah, but there's something else. There's this loser staying in our house. Marge says she's gonna kick him out, but then she never does. Well, you can't kick him out, because then Marge will never learn to assert herself. Well, I guess I'll have to wait for Marge to show some backbone, and you again? <laughs> 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 what the hell is this thing?
0: I think this is my one of my favorite bits is it's kind of a classic take on there's this time and they do a flashback and mm-hmm. you're expecting like the character is telling the story to the person but we see it you know right it's, it's show not tell <laughs> but it's just Marge was thinking of it and not telling Homer the story <laughs> and it's like Homer's like the hell are you talking I don't know what you're talking about very funny scene
2: very good also the grumble I don't mean to keep on ringing him up but
0: you love that grumble.
2: It's just confusing. And I know that that's kind of the joke, but it's real. It's not a guy in a suit.
0: He's a real grumble. But that's kind of one of the, the Simpsons like to do those things, right? Like, yeah, it starts off. It's like just a guy in a suit. But then in reality, it's a, it's a creature. real creature. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, days go by, which turn into weeks. Groundhog Day occurs. Then occurs again and again and then again. Uh, followed by Valentine's Day. And so Marge is eager to show Homer the sexy, form-fitting negligee she rented. <laughs> <Just> rented. <funny. laughs> uh, Homer purrs with horny pleasure, saying that Marge's legs go on forever until <laughs> finding that they stop or most legs do, the floor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Marge and Homer begin to enjoy the joy of marital sex, but Gil walks in eating candy from a heart-shaped box to remind Homer that it's Valentine's Day. He then asks Homer uh, what he got, Marge, to which he applies a heart-shaped box of chocolates. Homer, uh, sees the finger, and then the phone rings. Don't
1: well, listen, we've been very patient, but I want you to... <gasps> Is that for me? Is it the Scottsdale job? It's your foot, Dr. Gill! Yes? Yes? Oh dear. I can't <clears throat> tell him that! Ah, jeez. Yeah, boy, I was... Well, I'm still a winner. As long as I got a cup of coffee and a tomorrow on the calendar, old Gil's coming back. Hey, oh, say, Homer, how about closing up that robe? I'm seeing the whole butcher shop. For your information, since I bought it, I put on a ton of weight.
0: Has Gil just been waiting for the Skyscale job for like a couple months to call back? Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen, Steve. I don't think so.
2: But also, uh, Homer's got a sausage hanging out there. The whole butcher shop.
0: All right. So then much more time passes and more real holidays are celebrated. We have Susan B. Anthony Day, which is on February 15th. Mm -hmm. We got World Human Spirit Day on uh, February 17th. We have Old Inauguration Day on March 4th, which also was the day of uh, the death of uh, Harold Strassen. Remember March 4th? Oh, yeah, that's true. We celebrate his day on (laughs) March 4th. (laughs) Harold Strassen Day. Yeah,
2: we go running. And on uh, March 17th, it's St. Patrick's Day, where uh, Gil, Kirk Van Houten, Crazy Cat Lady, and some drunk guy sing shanties at the Simpsons' piano to celebrate their evident Irish heritage. (laughs) I didn't know that Kirk Van Houten was Irish. In the ceiling above them, uh, mice dance along, and above those dancing rodents, Homer and Marge sit in bed, Homer complaining that their drunken singing is ruining St. Patrick's Day. (laughs) Which is funny. Marge offers to let them finish that one song, but it seems that a drunken leprechaun has joined the party and is engaging in fisticuffs with uh, Santa's
0: little helper. So, more time goes by, and Arbor Day occurs on April 28th, as we all know, right? Mm-hmm. VE Day is May 8th. I think one of the funniest ones is James L. Brooks' birthday, which is, of course, celebrated on the 9th of May. Mm-hmm. July 3rd marks the annual celebration of air conditioning appreciation, which I had to look up to make sure it was true. It is true. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, on that day is American Redneck Day on July oh. 3rd. I'm just letting you guys know uh, what to celebrate on the July 3rd. Yeah. Uh, also, it's National Fried Clam Day on J- July 3rd. Oh. And National Eat Beans Day. It's a big and day. And National Independent Beer Run Day. Oh. Huh.
2: Anyways. Uh, <laughs> then... I was going to say, if you're going to eat clams and, and beans, I hope it's their conditioning day because you want some air to flow. <laughs> yeah. it's going to be stinky.
0: It's also the beginning of Nude Recreation Weekend from July 3rd to the 9th. So, wow. get naked, eat some beans, fried clams, but it's also stay out of the sun day. So... <laughs> Be in an air-conditioned room, naked, eating fried clams, beans, and drinking it's also crap di- beer. It's also Disobedience Day, so, you know, and be a redneck about it. And then compliment yeah. your mirror day. Anyways, that's dumb. Uh, and then July 24th is Cousins Day. July 27th is Jerry Van Dyke's birthday, but in Australia. Right. <laughs> uh, RIP Jerry Van Dyke. And then on September 8th is International Literacy Day. Uh, we go to the Cafeteria Springfield. Lisa complains that uh, Gil is even mooching their lunches. And she pulls a note on the bag, uh, has a drawing uh, of Gil with a word bubble that says, thanks for the baloney.
2: So the internet is upset with this because, and by the internet I mean like two episodes I looked at.
0: Because James Gunn took it over?
2: That's right. It's going to ruin it Make it too dark. Uh, no, Gil uh, leaves a note saying thanks for baloney to Lisa, but Lisa's a vegetarian. <laughs> although some surmise that it could be meat-free baloney, and that Gil didn't know the difference, or he didn't know whose bag he was, and he was actually eating Bart's lunch, and because Bart is not a vegetarian, I don't know. I don't
0: hmm, really what, what, what side do you side on? I'm gonna
2: say that Marge is a good parent. <laughs> Maybe she got a fake baloney, or as they should call it, phony baloney, uh, for Lisa, and Gil just didn't know.
0: You know, this is 2006, and I think this is kind of when, like, the fake meats are starting to become more uh, abundance in, like, your basic grocery store. So, by that time, I think fake bologna is probably easy to replicate. So, yeah, maybe it's the fake. I'm going with it's fake bologna. Yeah, probably at this time,
2: Tofurky is probably making, you know, lunch meat because they still do it. It's pretty good. So, Bart looks into his lunch bag and finds that Gil left him with uh, used nicotine patches. (laughs) Uh, Nelson then comes up in Bullies Bar, demanding his lunch. Nelson mistakes the nicotine patches for mini quesadillas. He finds their flavor to be quite zesty, and then he passes out.
0: Uh, <laughs> he got nicotine poisoned. <laughs>
2: he did. He's going to have some wild-ass dreams and throw up a bunch. <laughs> as Go continues to squat in the Simpsons' home, uh, more holidays go by, such as...
0: National Good Neighbor Day on
2: September 24th. The now rightfully canceled Columbus Day on October 9th.
0: Uh, World Egg Day on the thirteenth of October.
2: Reptile Awareness Day on October twenty-first.
0: Gingerbread House Day on the thirteenth of November.
2: And then on November twenty-fourth, the day after Thanksgiving, commonly known as Black Friday.
0: So then I was like, "Well, that's kind of a blunder, right?" So, it's, so the calendar says day after Thanksgiving, but then I mm-hmm. thought, "Well, because like so Thanksgiving doesn't have an actual date. Like the twenty-fifth of December is Christmas, right? Whereas like it's just the last Thursday is Thanksgiving." But then I looked it up, and in oh. two thousand six. November 24th was a Friday. So oh, on crap. their calendar, it's OK.
2: That's some uh, good detective work there, Lou. Thanks, Ed. Uh, Marge then rakes the Lee as well. Stewing about Gil's behavior on the recent holiday. I'm so
1: sick of Gil. He ruins Thanksgiving, uses my leg razor to peel his carrots. Marge, I hate to interrupt the old solilo diddly illoquy, but I just want to thank you for your early
2: Christmas card.
1: Christmas card? I haven't even taken the photo yet.
2: Isn't this your posse on this glassy?
1: <gasps> that photoshopping freak! Oh, I don't mean to cause Gil ill will, but still. Don't you defend him! I want that mooch out of my house right now! Marge, I've never seen you like this before. That's right! I just found my gumption, and I like it! Marge Simpson is gonna say no! Gil? 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 Gil's gone. Back to Scottsdale. Problem solved. End of story. Can we have pancakes for dinner? Gil's gone? But I have a no inside me that has to come out.
3: Hey, Marge, you want a thousand dollars? No! I mean, yes. Too late. Don't worry. I make six of those a year.
2: Impressive.
0: Uh, Poor Marge. She just wanted to say, shut up, Becky.
2: It's true, yeah. I love her uh, pulling up her sleeves that don't exist. A fun bit of animation.
0: And Scottsdale. He's back at Scottsdale. There you go. So Gil's never on the
2: show ever again, right? That's right. And this episode could have ended, ended right there.
0: Yay. And the series. Yeah, totally.
2: That's the whole point of the show is to get Gil in, <laughs> have him appear in 23 episodes, and then
0: have him not appear ever again. That was uh, Al Jean's plan the whole time. That's right. Until Scully interfered. Well, Steve, that uh, was actually the end of the second act. Let's go to the final and third act of this episode. And it begins as all third acts do with Marsh pacing in the labor room, feeling that even though Gil left, She still needs to kick him out. She feels that uh, she needs this to be able to say no in the future. Alisa is sensitive to her mom's psychological needs, but is unsure what actions can be taken. So Marge, like, knows what needs to happen. So the Simpsons are going to Scottsdale. And Homer walks in asking if they'll be staying at the Triple Tree Resort. And when Marge replies that they will be, Homer says, eh, forget it. (laughs) All right, so is the Triple Tree Resort at Scottsdale a real place, Steve? (laughs) no be a double tree you're right there is no there is the talking stick resort (laughs) but there is no triple tree but you're right double trees triple trees quadruple trees
2: no Uh, that one's one better the single tree Uh, that's the worst one (laughs) i can have a hotel with just one tree uh homer's dislike of the uh, hotel chain aside the family does head to scottsdale where water is $10 a sip. Marge finds two people who she assumes are active seniors and asks if they know where Gil is, and the sun-damaged man angrily tells Marge that he's actually 32. Marge keeps on driving until Lisa sees a jackpot realty uh, billboard, which shows Gil as the number one in Scottsdale. And also in this, we learn that Gil's last name is Gunderson.
0: Oh, so this is the first appearance of the gun. Derson. Derson.
2: <laughs> Gun and Son.
0: That's mm. a good idea. Yeah.
2: Some think, I don't know that this is true, that this is a reference to Fargo because Marge's name in Fargo is Gunderson.
0: Huh, I didn't know that. Yeah.
2: And also if Marge I... married Gil it would mm-hmm. be Gunderson.
0: All I ever know is that Gil was just a, supposed to be a parody of the Jack Lemmon character from Glengarry Glen Ross. Right. That's a hard thirty-two. That Gill is right. That's right. Yeah. You know, I was watching during the holiday seasons. I was just like, you know what? I'm going to look and see what uh like Wonder Years Christmas episodes. I'm like, I haven't watched Wonder Years in oh, wow. years. So there was there's a couple, and I watched them. And I was like, hmm, how old was Dan Loria when he first started the show? Steve, I'm happy to say that you are the age of Dan Loria starting Not. filming of the Wonder Years. Oh boy! Welcome to. <sighs> middle age life wow that's rough so you could be on a show with a kid that's just like a, what karen is what like a, a junior in high school because she's only in the first couple of, i mean she comes through the whole show yeah. but like she graduates like what in season two
2: yeah okay. it's true ah oh, that's depressing
0: <laughs> it was weird as well so the first one i watched was like i think the fifth season or fourth or fifth or six, was only what six seasons of that show yeah the first season is only like six episodes hmm. um so, yeah, like the last Christmas one they did was like apparently they always had like a Christmas party every year and then all the neighbors showed up. That was like the last season one they did. And then the first Christmas episode they did, like Jack played by Dan Loria was like a bah humbug. Like, he was like, like you know, he was always like cheap, right? Like he didn't <laughs> want to spend money on like an $8 Christmas tree. I'm like, wait, <laughs> how does this line up with the last episode where like he loved Christmas and loved spending all this money on this <laughs> Christmas party he had every year? That's he true. Had, yeah. Two years earlier, he hated Christmas. <laughs> That's a good Something point. doesn't add up Anyways Mm-mm. We're not talking about The Wonder Years We're talking about The Simpsons years Which they also Were on at the same time As the Wonder Years It's true But technically The Wonder Years Is still on the air With the Simpsons Also true Anyway so they hit uh, They find another billboard With Gil shaking hands With a house They then see An ad on the side of the bus With old Gil winning The Jackpot Realty slot machine His prize A number of signs That say In escrow mm-hmm. And on the bench A smiling Gil appears the quote, Gil Gunnerson put him on your bench. Barr comments that Gil is a big shot, and Homer can't believe that he and Gil shared a shower. <laughs> what? Uh, Marge doesn't care about Gil's success. He's a mooch, and she needs to tell him off. That's right.
2: So Marge and the family head to Jackpot Realty, where the clock slash thermometer reads 117 degrees Fahrenheit. Seeing this, it dawns on Homer that he has to run to the car, where the windows are closed. An overheated Santa's little helper uh, pants in exhaustion, just dying from the heat, and Homer yells, through the class that there is a that there's water under the seat and then walks back to the family saying that they're not buying anything for more than 1.2 but if he scratches his nose they can go up to 1.5 uh so i just want to say that in this episode homer has kind of effectively killed his father due to the cold <laughs> and then the family dog due to the heat so he's well-rounded so he killed two, two beings in a year in the offices of jackpot realty uh gill gives the staff a bit of a pep talk
1: when a family owns a home, it means they own a piece of America. And what matters most isn't the commission you make, it's the smiles on their faces when they know they own that land free and clear. He's the best I've ever seen. He's talking at a Century 22 level. Gil? Remember me? Marge Simpson, what are you doing here? Looking for a home on a quiet cul-de-sac where your neighbor could be Tanya Tucker? <laughs> Listen, Bob, I have something to say Good. to you, and I can't wait. Oh, well, it looks like we gotta back out Betty on our hands, but watch old Gil take her from furious to curious. Now, babe, you say you can't wait, and you're right. With interest rates climbing and choice properties in the Kingsbridge School District drying up... The only house I'm interested in is my own, which you defiled for 11 hellish months. But now I've learned to say no. No to emotion, no to your manipulation, and a big fat no to the Kingsbridge School District. <gasps> oh, come on. You can't say no to old Gil. No.
0: Yes, you can say no to old Gil. That's right. All right. So the employees of Jackpot Realty gather around Gil and see him that he's just as pathetic as they are. They laugh at him when suddenly the rich Arizonan? I mean, he looks like a skinnier version of the rich Texan, but, and it's a totally different voice, right? Mm-hmm. Bursts into the office and tells Gil that he gave him his position because he thought he could tame his town. Then, just like Mr. Cosington, he tells Gil that he's fired. <laughs> i can't do it
2: it's hard to do i tried to do it too <clears throat> yes i can't do it uh once again gill stands a broken man an employee throws a box for gill stuff and he remarks that he can't live in that box marge looks on stunned we then see a southwest style house decorated for christmas it has a sold sign and a mailbox that reads the simpsons inside Gil and the family sing a jazzy version of happy holidays when the doorbell rings Omer opens the door to find a whole family of Grumples. Everyone gasps, but they appear to come in peace.
1: Grumpily, Grumpily, Gru, we're here to share Christmas with you. Aww. Have a grumply, grumply Christmas. Free of Grumply, Gru. Omer and have a grumply, grumply Christmas. Won't you?
0: So they bought a house. In Scottsdale?
2: Yeah. The Simpsons. Yeah, that's what it implies.
0: Maybe at this time, two thousand five, it was uh there's some good real estate there that they yeah, could afford. I mean before the
2: housing bubble burst so
0: we know Homer makes at least what, six thousand dollars a year. That's true. So maybe in the house at Stone, two thousand six was forty bucks.
2: Well let's see. Homer is thirty nine. Thirty nine times six thousand. That's two hundred and
0: thirty four thousand dollars. You can buy a house. Wait, he hasn't been working since he's been one. But he paints houses in the summer. Oh, that's right. Hey, we're referencing last week's. <laughs> I know. I don't know why. It's, it's a nice looking house. I, I would live there. Yeah. That's where us uh, West Coasters, we re- retire in Arizona, right? East Coasters yes. retire in Florida. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would live in uh, in Arizona if uh, they would at least elect the right governor. Yeah. I mean, I mean we're Carrie Lake people up here. Of course. <laughs> Not a political podcast, but. you
2: know, No, but yeah, she just won. makes a
0: lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> completely sensible <laughs> anyways uh let's not end it, uh this episode on a down note no let's send it on an up note like a major
2: yes a major dad
0: all right steve everyone's done with christmas but here we are still talking about it on whatever date this drops the 29th yeah let's uh Take a break for a year and come back. Or maybe just a few seconds and then come back.
2: That sounds good. I'm going to go make some presents.
0: And I'll wrap them for you. What? (laughs) All right. uh, Stick around, kids. We'll be right back.
3: Happy holidays. May the calendar keep ringing. Happy holidays.
0: All right, Steve. Welcome back. Let's wrap up this week's episode. Kill Gill Volumes 1 and 2. We'll talk about our favorite scenes, jokes, maybe give an MVJ. Then we'll give our full thoughts on the episode and then find out what we're we'll watching next week. But before we do that, I guess we're still in the gift-giving season. So uh, yeah, we're going to have to give something to each other from this episode. And we said it on the air that I think the uh, Santa's making presents as a on the toilet as a t-shirt would be great. Uh, maybe we'll look into that. Maybe. But uh, I'm not giving you shirts. Steve, you have too many clothes. In fact, take your clothes and throw them away. Okay. Goodbye, clothes. What is it, July 3rd? We're celebrating Nude Recreation Day? That's right. I got
2: my fried clams and my beans already.
0: No, but Steve, I know what you want. It's what everybody wants this year. Everyone wants the Malibu Stacy Pony Beach Party set with Sparkle Sand. Oh, geez. So, Steve, it was sold out. So, instead, oh. I just got you world peace.
2: Uh, it's fine, I guess. It'll do. I appreciate that. Now, gimme, gimme, gimme. Uh, all right. For you, you know, you're a... Uh a quiet sensitive guy and i so i got you that silver uh frame that you've always wanted it really matches your art deco style why does it say to philip uh no philip. reason no but no, nobody certainly doesn't host another podcast and uh we certainly aren't going to that string thing together. String bikini contest.
0: Yes. Thanks for this gift, I guess.
2: And thank you for your concept <laughs> of peace around the world. Do you have a I'm receipt? Like,
0: are you going to return it? Yeah. I got it at Target. It's weird that
2: Target would offer peace
0: full <laughs> when their name <laughs> is Target. You know, you throw arrows at targets and guns. Yeah, that's a weird name. Okay. What are some of your favorite jokes or scenes in this movie, <laughs> in this TV show, <laughs> <laughs> this episode? <laughs> yeah it felt like a movie right because it's parody and kill bill the title right that's true you go through a year this is a gill's life
2: it is it's like the before sunset series but uh for gill there's a joke that we didn't talk about but uh good. when gill is talking to uh mr Cosington, and he asked if he can be put into women's shoes
0: yeah that was a great joke
2: that's a fun joke um i really liked homer's uh the christian charity joke that's good mm. um i i like I like uh, Homer messing with the markers. Um, I don't know. I think there's a, a few like really solid jokes in this one. Uh, what did you think,
0: Craig? I said it before, I love when Marge was doing the flashback as a kid. Oh, yeah. And Homer's like, you know, she was just standing there thinking about it, but Homer wasn't getting the message. <laughs> I thought that was great. The little Homerisms in this episode, like the markers mm-hmm. and uh, Valentine's Day rolls around and Marge is in the negligee, the rented, another, another funny, yeah. like, quick joke rented lingerie, and then those legs to go for days or not that they end there.
2: <laughs> yeah. And also uh, when Moe is, when Homer's at Mo's and he's like, moe's like what's the matter homer you still miss
0: upn yes that was great <laughs> this has a lot of like fun let's just like little little quick side jokes or yeah quick... i know the grumple's weird at the time you're like not liking it but like the fact that like when they kill the grumble it's some sort of entity which is yeah. like totally un simpsons like right like it's right supposed to be grounded in the real world but this episode just kind of like goes places i mean at this time too like This kind of seasons like we people aren't really fans of, but there's some goofiness going on. Oh, and uh, don't forget the Harold Strassen. Strassen, yeah, Yeah, Strassen. Yeah, Uh, good joke in there. Do you have an MVJ at all?
2: I'm gonna give it to Homer for kind of what we talked about, but I like that this is the era that we're out of jerkass jerk-ass Homer, even though he did kill <laughs> and a little helper and, and, and his dad, and his dad. but we're in kind of a more uh, dumb joke machine Homer, right? where like in this uh, episode, he doesn't do a whole bunch aside from fight the Grumple, but he that allows him to just kind of free up and remark on what's happening around him. And that makes for a lot of fun jokes. And I appreciate that. He's going to be my MVJ for the episode, but uh, honorable mention to Marge, especially little girl Marge. I, I like her like calling out for grandma and her aunt and all that. That's fun. And uh, Mr. Cossington was also kind of a, a fun big character.
0: I'll give it to you, Gil. You deserve it. It's the holidays after all. Uh uh-huh. Finally a win for good old Gil. <laughs> Although Homer did have some good one lighters. Never mind. I'm taking that away from you, Gil. Ah, oh, geez. In fact, let's have a most incinerator worthy character. So, Gil, get in that incinerator. Oh, boy. Finally some heat. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, Steve, all in all, what'd you think of this episode?
2: Uh, you know, Craig. When this first came out, I remember watching it and I absolutely hated it because I was a dumb person because I equated hey, to hey,
0: not... you still are. Oh, that
2: means a lot to me, Craig, <laughs> you notice um, I equated disliking a character too disliking an episode and at the time I wasn't a big fan of Gil but that's kind oh, of the whole point of Gil right Is like you don't really like him because he's a lovable loser who's kind of not that lovable and this episode is uh kind of showing that and I think at the time I was so empathetic towards Marge's frustrations about Gil being a mooch and just like living on their couch that I didn't really appreciate the episode for what it was it's a very interesting episode because it does span a year it's not a Christmas episode exactly but it, the first third of it is totally Christmas Christmassy.
0: It feels more Christmassy than the Skinner Sense of Snow, which we reviewed last week.
2: Absolutely. And so it might not have been the best choice for a post-Christmas episode, but here we are. And I don't know. I, I think that the jokes were funny. I think the journey is a lot of fun. And it's a weird kind of out-of-reality episode, but I kind of appreciate it every now and then. And I think it's pretty solid, so... I'm gonna scratch
0: my nose at 1.1 out of 1.5. All right. I yeah, I agree with your review as well. I think I had more fun watching this episode than watching Skinner Sense and Snow. Mm-hmm. I think all of like the the quick little silly little jokes right this is just like a joke machine episode and probably at the time the the grundle was annoying and it still was but i think the payoff of the grundle storyline was great yeah so really there is there's this kind of the b story but it's not because it all goes throughout the year and i've always liked gill and it's kind of interesting we talk about like how sadly when Phil Hartman left, like he left us two great characters of Lionel Hutz and Trey McClure that you can never fill those shoes. And they never have. And I'm glad they haven't. Mm-hmm. Gil kind of came along to kind of take that role of of Lionel Hutz in a way. And uh, right. Like, yeah, kind of a I've always like the character. So it's interesting that they both like the last Phil Hartman, but the first appearance of Gil, like how that character or Gil itself be, kind of came what a Phil Hartman type character would be or could have been. Yeah, I think it's fairly passable Christmas type episode it's goofy like you know we were so used to a lot of the uh, holiday season like the, the same stories over and over again like so many Christmas Carol stories it's just a good like you're watching all those different versions or the same like Christmas type stories during this holiday season and then just put this episode on right and like it takes you out of this typical shit you watch during this time of year right mm-hmm. it was also like you worried about hating it because we probably did hate it when it aired this is what what season were you in here season 18 this is yeah. definitely in the slums of what fans considered like the Simpsons dark ages Mm -hmm. when's the movie come out is it it comes out later later that year right or like a year from yeah that's correct yeah yeah so, fun episode uh that being said uh, gil gunderson of course is based off of the character that jack lemon played in *Glen gary glenn ross jack lemon sadly passed away at age 76 on june 27th 2001 and as we all know the holiday we celebrate on june 27th is national ice cream cake day and of course one of the most popular ice cream cakes to get someone is fudgy the whale and as we know, in season eight, episode six of The Simpsons "A Milhouse Divided, Homer buys Marge a Fudgy the Whale wedding cake and says to whale of a wife written in the icing, right? Right. And as we all know, that episode, of course, was the 159th episode in the show's run. So out of 159, I give this episode 133.
2: That is a very cromulent score.
0: Sadly, we'll Mm -hmm. never get to review A Mailhouse Divided, which of course was uh, written by Stephen Tompkins, directed by Stephen D. D Moore, and the showrunners at the time were Bill Oakley and Josh Weinstein. (sighs) We'll never get to say those words, Steve. Showrunners. Um, Yeah. Uh, But you know what we will get to say is what we're watching next week. (laughs) Oh, boy. And to do that, we just have to go to the internet because there is no Wheel of Random this time. We're out of the holiday seasons. We're back to Mm -hmm. normal Simpsons. Season 34, new episodes.
1: Wow. Wow wow wow
0: and uh we'll get back to steve it's been a while to how we did oral bits here but if you remember correctly mm-hmm. i'm going to ask you uh what the title of the episode is going to be it's going to be season 34 episode 12 going to air on the first of of january the very first huh. day of uh wow. 2023 so i'll give you a hint steve the nerd code is O A B 5 what do you think the episode title is called that's airing. you said F f05 F O five. I sure. Okay.
2: Did. Okay. Well, here's what I'm thinking. This is the new episode of the new year. Right. The new year is 2023. So I'm gonna say the title of this episode is 23NP. I can give you a plot, but I won't because but <laughs> there are guest stars of Michael Jordan and Ryan Sandberg. Uh,
0: yeah, that's not the title, you idiot. Ah, crap. It's actually called My Life as a Vlog. Steve, what do you think my life as a vlog is about? Seems pretty simple.
2: Yeah, I mean, I assume that it is the Simpsons character creating a video blog or a vlog that uh, tells their life. And the B story? Um, Marge buys a new vibrator.
0: Well, that's the whole story, and that's what it's about.
2: (laughs) It sounds like a whole story.
0: (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, No, Um, you're probably right, because all we have here on Simpsons Wiki is uh, through a series of YouTube recommended videos, the story of the Rise and Fall of the Simpsons family vlog is revealed. So I'm wondering if this is uh, a gimmicky, not a gimmicky episode, but I wonder if it's like someone's on YouTube just like down the rabbit hole. You know, like sometimes you're on YouTube and you fall down the rabbit hole of like something. You start watching like a music video, then you click on another video that's related to it. But then all of a sudden you're learning how to like... uh, build a canoe or something like that you
2: know that is all too familiar for me yeah <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> huh
2: interesting i wonder yeah because we had did we have like uh, the netflix parody episode
0: earlier this like year the, the skinflix I mean, yeah Simflix. no that was last season you dumbdie. oh that's right so we're due for one you fucking idiot ah, i'm an idiot <laughs> i don't know why i'm being so mean to you right now <laughs> no i probably deserve it yeah it's a holiday cheers oh it looks like i'm, I'm looking on the simpsons wiki there's pictures of of the episode and it looks like George R. R. Martin in, in some scene because he has like Game of Thrones book ideas. Huh. Ice Werewolves Game Other Game Other kind of chair. What <laughs> Jon Snow can dance. Winter Never, Evil Genie. I can't read the rest of there. Dragons Breathe Water. <laughs> so I don't know <laughs> if he's actually Oh, there's literally you're gonna love this Steve too. In this in this picture of George R. R. Martin on his, in front of his computer. There's a three-eyed raven there. Oh boy. Three raven ravens back. That must be the connection to our podcast in this episode that's right well steve we can't uh, make assumptions about uh what next week's episode is my life as a vlog we're just gonna have to sit down on our little butts and watch the episode and talk about it yes i'm excited to uh see a new episode me too and not talk about christmas anymore (laughs) me too The holidays are finally over. We can get back to uh, hating things. Uh, Is that that what we do? We hate things now?
2: Yeah, I I think that's the way it works.
0: I'm excited because the following week, our episode drops on the 5th, which is uh, Steve's eve of favorite day of January. That's right. (laughs) January 6th is his holiday now
2: yeah i got some guys looking for me so i might (laughs) not be around after that so uh we'll make make sure it's a good one for you
0: guys (laughs) all right uh hey you know what's a good one for us is if you contact us and you can do that on social media of twitter facebook instagram at one three simpsons
2: and you can always email us at one three simpsons at gmail.com and hey if you're so kind go to your favorite podcasting app leave us a review and uh five stars or the equivalent but you don't need to write an actual review just tell us
0: um what's your favorite uh holiday grumple is. Also go to our T public site, tpublic.com slash users slash annoy ground boys for some post holiday cheer. You you all got uh gift cards, right? Mm-hmm. Spend them at T public. That's on, right. On us though, not not on other people. Yeah. And, uh, oh, oh, all that typing and spending money. You probably want to chat with us. You could do that by going to the show notes here, scroll down, it says leave a message and you click on the button and just leave us a line. We'll put it on the air and, uh, discuss what you have. Hey, let's do a new segment. Uh, what's your, uh, you know how like other podcasts do, uh, personal advice. Like, you know, like, uh, what do I do about, uh, this girl that I like? No, no, we don't, we're not qualified for that. No. Uh, just ask us uh, how to get out of a situation using a Simpsons quote or that we can do. I think. <laughs> yeah. Ask us your Simpsons advice. Like if you want to ask a girl out, we'll give it to you in in Simpsons isms. Whatever your life problem is, we'll solve it with the Simpsons. Yes. And we'll figure out how the Simpsons can solve your problems. There we go. That's so we're we're an advice uh, uh, podcast now, but only using Simpsons tactics. Mm -hmm. That sounds fun. Uh, Yeah. So, hey, if you really want to do that, that'd be a great segment we should try that
2: yeah that would be a lot of fun
0: okay but in the meantime enjoy your life people and uh, that's right uh for this week i've been annoyed grunt boy craig
2: and i've been annoyed grunt boy steve and remember i still miss the upn tell it to the utah jazz snowflake